Welcome to Pictures of Grace, a Fraser 365 Advent devotional. My name is Chris Montgomery, senior pastor of Fraser Church, and I'm so glad you're on this Advent journey with us. May the Lord bless you today as we learn about His unmerited grace. Welcome to Day 20 of Pictures of Grace, an Advent daily devotional. The title of today's devotion is Restoring Grace. Francis Frangipane once said, The Lord has not promised us a world without hardship, but that in the midst of hardship He will be revealed through us. And Daniel Hawk once said, Moab signifies death, emptiness, and no sons. Bethlehem signifies life, fullness, and sons. Today's text comes from Ruth chapter 4, verses 13 through 17. So Boaz took Ruth, and she became his wife. And he went into her, and the Lord gave her conception, and she bore a son. Then the woman said to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without a Redeemer. And may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is more to you than seven sons, has given birth to him. Then Naomi took the child and laid him on her lap and became his nurse. And when the women of the neighborhood gave him a name, saying, A son has been born to Naomi, they named him Obed. He was the father of Jesse, the father of David. Our God is a God of restoration. A worldly definition of restoration is the act of returning something to its previous state. It could be defined as making something new again. Yet a biblical definition of restoration is transforming something into a better condition than it existed in a previous state. The New Testament word for restoration can even mean a rebirth. Let's look at just a few examples of biblical restoration. Jeremiah 30 verse 17 speaks of physical restoration. For I will restore health to you and your wounds I will heal, declares the Lord. David cries out for spiritual restoration in Psalm 51.12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Restoration can occur in our situations and circumstances. Job chapter 42 verse 10 states, And the Lord restored the fortunes of Job when he prayed for his friends. And the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. The New Living Version of Romans chapter 5 verse 10 reveals the restoration provided by Jesus, our Redeemer. For since our friendship with God was restored by the death of his son, while we were still his enemies, we will certainly be saved through the life of his son. Restoration is the overarching theme of scripture, and it is the frame around the picture of grace in the story of Ruth. Daniel Hawk discussed this restoration for Ruth by the giving the following contrast. Naomi travels with her family to Moab, and all her men die there. In her own words, she was full when she left Bethlehem, but comes back empty from Moab. She loses her sons in Moab, but gains a son in Bethlehem, not to mention a daughter-in-law worth more than seven sons. Departing from Bethlehem brings woe and separation. Returning to Bethlehem brings fulfillment and restoration. Dr. Stephen Davey gives his description of restoration in Ruth with these words. The book of Ruth opens with three funerals, but closes with a wedding and a baby boy. 
There is a good deal of weeping recorded in the first chapter, but the last is filled with overflowing joy. Now, not all of life's events have a happy ending, but this little book reminds the Christian especially that it is God who writes the last chapter. It is extremely encouraging to know that our God of restoration has the final word. Ruth chapter 4 verses 14 and 15 records what turns out to be a divine blessing. A group of women said these prophetic words to Naomi, Blessed be the Lord, who has not left you this day without a Redeemer, and may his name be renowned in Israel. He shall be to you a restorer of life and a nourisher of your old age. For your daughter-in-law who loves you, who is more to you than seven sons, has given birth to him. Did you catch that phrase, restorer of life? God restores and blesses for the glory and honor of his name. Ian Campbell's commentary gives abundant insight on these verses of scripture. So the blessing of God's love and God's purpose was clear in the family of Boaz. There was also going to be the blessing of worth and fame. May you be great in Ephrath and famous in Bethlehem. Maybe there was some that did not know of Boaz and Ruth, but Ruth's name was going to become famous. In the experience of the people of God at the time, she was going to be famous in Bethlehem because she belonged to the house of Boaz. Long after she is gone and her dust mingles with the dust of the earth, her fame continues because her story is written with the finger of God. The world is full of men and women who are desperately searching for something by which to be remembered. Their one great aim is to be on everybody's lips. Their consuming passion is that men will remember them long after they are gone, that men will remember what they did and what they said and the contribution they made in their own field. But everything about us here will pass away except what God has done and been for us in Christ. Every name that has ever been written in the book of men will vanish, but those that have been written in the Lamb's book of life, written with the finger of God, in his inerrant record of the ages, their name, bound up with the name of their kinsman redeemer, will live on beyond death in mortal annals. What matters ultimately is not whether men will remember us when we're gone. What matters is whether our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. Our God restores and blesses. He redeems and heals. God does what he does because of who he is. His merciful actions stem from his matchless nature. May our lives be a testimony of his restoring power and infinite mercy. Even if he chooses to bless us, it will be for his glory, for he alone is the famous one. As you think about today's reading, reflect on the following questions. In what specific way is God restoring you? How do you see his hand of mercy and grace on your life today? How is your life inspired by knowing God has the final word? How does David's words in Psalm 35 apply to the story of Ruth and to your life personally? That weeping may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Let's pray. Abba Father, thank you for your restoring mercy and power. Help me to rejoice in your gift of mercy today while showing mercy to those you put in my path. Amen. <laughs>